Good morning, everybody. Welcome to LCC's podcast, Pursuit of Purpose. I am Nate, joined here this very early morning with Kevin and Nelson. So greetings to everybody. Uh, fellas, we have, a, I think, a really good topic today to talk to everyone about, uh, to discuss a little bit. But first, we're going to break into some news. Um, it is super early this Saturday morning. And we and uh, another Saturday morning podcast. And another this Saturday is becoming morning. a thing. I kind of yeah. like it. I, I'm, I'm digging it too. I don't know how you feel about it, Kevin, but well, I just, I just know. I mean, kind of like Cody couldn't be with us because he's got games. Nora's got upward coming up, so I mean, I know there's some Saturday mornings that, but I mean, this morning we're in here at seven a.m. So. I mean, I guess it depends on how early we want to get rocking and rolling on Saturdays, but I can do it. I can do it, too. I'm not scared. <laughs> I ain't scared. <laughs> yeah, so 7, 7 a.m., tornado watch for Ohio, for our part of Ohio, at least. Just ended about an hour or so ago. Uh, I had to pick up a tree off the road on, on my way in, so that was that was fun. We had some uh, some really bad storms last night. And uh, Nelson's out of power this morning. Yeah, which yeah. is crazy because I'm not. Yeah, it's kind of they live less than a mile <laughs> from each other yeah. on the same road. That's encouraging that the power company will be out very quickly <laughs> <laughs> to fix our little pocket of people that's right, out of power. Right, right. Like three <laughs> home black rabbit sphere. I know. I know your neighbor Dave was out, out as well. It was pretty, it, and down Leverton, it was pretty dark. Okay. Yeah. So well, there's, there's several homes down yeah, there. There's a few. Yeah. Well, uh, we do need to offer up some prayers this morning because it did sound like um, tornadoes ripped through parts of Kentucky. Uh, there are multiple people that were confirmed to have lost life from this. So yeah. definitely prayers up for our uh, our fellow Kentuckians there. Yeah. It's. Tough time of year too. I mean, yeah, right? it is. And and Nelson, you you know more about obviously Kentucky than we do. You said Mayfield. Mayfield is where was where uh, it really. There's like a candle factory that got pretty much destroyed that was fully staffed and operational. So, but that's southern Kentucky, western Kentucky, kind of. So okay, so uh, near Bowling Green, that area uh, down towards Tennessee, that kind of you know, oh, so okay. like southern southern, but. Um, it sounds like this tornado just really started up. It's like 200 miles it ran. It's yeah. something that's just, you know, I've never even really. Yeah, usually <laughs> tornadoes are just, you know. A couple miles, bam. if that, you know, yeah. and then quick, hit, you know, hop around. But it sounds like they uh, they they got the got a lot of it last night. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Say a little prayer this morning, guys. Um, definitely. uh Definitely not fun to hear waking up. Um, also, guys, it's uh, it's been kind of a historic week. It uh, it has been what eighty years, eighty years since Pearl Harbor. Yeah, I guess so. so. December seventh, nineteen forty one, the day that will live in infamy. Uh, the Japanese attacked the base at Pearl Harbor, um, and we definitely want to remember that historic event and uh, obviously everything that led up after it. Um, Nelson, what are your what are your thoughts on it, man? Obviously, it's not like nine eleven for us, but um, but it was their nine eleven exactly for that. Yeah, I always I mean, remember my grandma talking oh, that's, about it. But you gotta think more than nine eleven. Oh, because it went to war. It War. It wasn't just a plane. And, mm. and again, I'm not minimizing 
anything by saying this. It wasn't, but it wasn't just a plane into a building that from a small group that you know we could smash, you know, like a bug. It was An another nation, country, yes, attack. and yeah. a and a huge war that had already been. Yeah, it's it's a big deal. So, and, and that's what changed the entire course of that generation. Mm-hmm. Changed the course of mm-hmm. our nation for the next, you know, five years. I mean, well, forever, really. Yeah, um, yeah. I mean, that brought us out of the depression. Yeah, the moment um, that happened. But a lot of things changed. Yeah, and it was. Um, but that was the start of it, the catalyst of it, and um, it's just it's it's good to sit back and remember and think about the sacrifices that were made at that time, and you know how they handle that situation. Yeah. It's always, um, it's always really, really cool to go back and watch, um, FDR and his, his address to Congress the day after. And just, you know, you know, he couldn't walk. Right. Yeah. But he was, they propped him up, you know, Mm -hmm. as, as a show of strength and just, you know, his resolve. And I think it's always really neat to go back and watch, you know, how a a leader should act during a time like that and how they should carry themselves. And, you know, I think FDR, he was a great leader and, you know, and visiting Pearl Harbor is one of those, um, one of those places that has a, that, that feeling. Yeah. You've been there. Yeah. I've been and you know, it's, you know, the Gettysburg, the, Vietnam Memorial, those things where it's like you, when you're there, you feel it and you understand like that there's a significance here and uh, it hasn't, you know, been forgotten. So that's, if you're ever in Honolulu, check it out. Yeah. (laughs) Next time you stop by Honolulu, (laughs) just on your way to Russia or something, stop by Honolulu and check it out. Japan, Guam, wherever. The Olympics, wherever you're going, you know. Yeah. Yeah. Well, yeah, good stuff, fellas. Offer up prayers for uh, for our our brothers and sisters down in Kentucky, and definitely remember that infamous day eighty years ago. Uh, before we get into our topic, Kevin, um, your sermon from last week, friendship, friendship, yes, yeah. Can you uh, expound on that a little bit? So, I mean, in our culture, we tend to emphasize relationships of necessity like family like spouse like kids um and not maybe give you know the the relationship of a, of a friend and what that means you know it's i guess consideration you know as fully as we should and and so you know we just we just talked about how you know, in a lot of cases, some of those relationships we're in, like you, if if you don't have a spouse, then there's no next generation. If you didn't have a family, then there's no you. You know, and those are, and you're tied to those. You know, in a incredible way. I mean, I'm not trying to take away from them, but let's not, you know, let's not push friendship down the list because the Bible actually, you know talks about it as is an extremely important relationship because it's one of choice. It's if that person's there, it's because they choose to be there, not because they have to. Um, the passage that I use is the one that, you know, a, a brother is born for adversity, you know, and that's the idea that, a, you know, your brother, like he's going to be there when problems come. 
Um, but a friend, you know, chooses a friend is there because they care, you know, brother has to be there, right? If he's your blood, he's, you're tied together in that bond. And, you know, I, again, I'm not trying to minimize any of the other relationships. I'm just saying like in our culture, it's easy to kind of push all those other things out of the way, but like those friendship relationships out of the way, you know, um, and, and emphasize, you know, romance and emphasize family and emphasize some of these other things that I think are extremely important. But, you know, the Bible clearly puts friendship up there in the list. So, um, good friends, you know, uh, it's a, it's a big deal. It's a big deal for ministry. It's a big deal for our lives, for health, you know, and we were made for community. I mean, God, God in his, in who he is, the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit is relationship, and so He's made us for that. And I, th- I think emphasizing and going after that is is extremely important. And, and I think it's appropriate to talk about this time of the year when when a, a lot of coming together and a lot of different relationships is happening because of the holidays. So, right on, man. And you have some really awesome friends, by the way. Yeah, I'm trying to think who they are, though. I mean, I was I'm Nelson. Yeah, this is getting awkward. Yeah, this got this kind of got real. <laughs> wow, it's not what you told me off the air, Kevin. <laughs> I got a I got a reputation to uphold here. Okay. Gosh, man, whatever. <laughs> You'll be back. Yeah. You'll be back. You're not going anywhere. <laughs> you will not escape our clutches as friends. Not if you keep bringing donuts. Yeah, yeah, that's true. <laughs> my uh, my grandma always said, "A way to a man's heart is through his stomach." So there you go. She was not wrong. She was mm-hmm. not wrong. All right, guys. Uh, so thank you, Kevin. Yep. yep. Um, moving on to our topic for today. So um, our topic for today, we wanted to discuss. Uh, this um, this idea of challenge and invite. Um, you, you might also maybe think of it, and, and th- these were just the first two words that rang into my head. You might also think about it as accountability versus compassion, maybe. I don't know. That's something that just kind of popped in my head when you started explaining it, Kevin. Um, I but think, I, I mean, what's cool about how you said that is I think there's a lot of ways you can say right. it. Yeah. It's relationship, you know... It's, well, I, the one, if you want to take it biblically, it's, it's, it's king and father. It is God as king. It is God as father. Challenge is king. Father is invitation. You know what I'm saying? So, uh, you know, I think, I think all, there's a lot of different ways you could say this. At the end of the day, we're talking about, we're talking about, calibrating relationship in a way that is healthy and good and I think kind of like I talked about in in the in the friendship mm-hmm. and it was kind of where I said hey let's piggyback off of that sermon and like let's go into this because I I did emphasize the fact that a friend's not afraid to get in your face and say hey listen here's what's up but a friend's also the person who's going to be the first to put his arm around you and say hey listen I'm here for you that's what we're talking about What's that look like in our lives and, and you know, you know the, the struggles of that because our culture wants to emphasize one side or the other. Our culture wants to manip- manipulate and control, you know, for, for 
you know, the, the challenge side and, and highly emphasize that, or it wants to say, you know, whatever, you know, little Johnny, you can do whatever you want. I'm going to love you no matter what, because you're such a special little thing. You know, I mean, that's, you know, that's, that's your two extremes. And, and the Bible says, no, it's more nuanced than that. A lot of gray area. So Kevin, I, I, this is something that, you know, all of us can use in our daily lives in a mm-hmm. lot of different ways. Um, I guess like, you know, I'm wondering as a, as a preacher, as someone who has to manage and build and maintain and even maybe end relationships in some form or another, how do you manage that, um, you know, as a preacher, as, as someone who guides people towards God? Well, I think it it depends on the situation. I, you know, one of the things that is easy to kind of get wrapped up in is that Kevin is the Messiah. <laughs> I know that sounds silly, and it is silly, but in any job, I mean, think about a classroom. Think about think about you know your workplace. There are times where you're called to lead that in a way that puts you at the forefront of that to where a lot of people depend on you. And and so in our, and again this is a cultural cultural thing but like a lot of you know what's been put on on preachers in our culture is this idea that you do everything spiritually in our lives. You provide an education for our children, you provide an entertaining sermon, you disciple us into this and this and this. Now think about, you know, what you're asking. Not even Jesus did that, you know. He preached to bigger crowds. You know, he, he, he had more influence in smaller crowds, but, but his most influence was with three guys, right? Mm-hmm. And then outside of those three guys, you had 12, right? But, but the, the most influence he had was with three guys that he poured himself completely, that were there almost for everything, right? And then 12 that were there for most things. Um, and I think that structure, while a lot of times we shy away from it because of, you know, just some of the, some of the pulling, pulls we have you know, in our culture, like that structure still is a very healthy model for us to utilize, you know, and if Jesus could do three, well, maybe I can do one. (laughs) (laughs) Maybe. (laughs) And so I think the first thing is like, you're not that, you're not the Messiah, you're not the Savior, you're not, your job is not to save these people, your job is to, you know, to direct them in a certain way, and so then there's levels of that. You know, I've got to know my influence while... While there are people out there when they hear me preach every week, feel like they know me, like they, I mean, there's, there's still, I don't know them, not fully, not the extent that they may feel like they know me because they hear me speaking every week. And so like, there's a level of, Hey, listen, I can encourage, I can impress, um, I can motivate in a certain direction and I need to do that. Uh, but then you break it down from there. Okay, well then, what what does that look like with the staff at this church? What does it look like with the 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 elders at the church? What does it look like with this group that that does this podcast together? What does it look like with a small group? What does it look like with a Sunday school classroom? And and all of those levels are a little bit different. And so, the deeper that relationship is, the more the more I guess uh, energy you've put into that. I think the more ability you have to invite or challenge, 
and you guys have experienced this firsthand. <laughs> I mean, hence why you're sitting here this morning. <laughs> yeah. I mean, that was, you know, again, it started with, hey, my name's Kevin. Nice to meet you. And you guys were dumb enough to say, hey, my name's Nate. My name's Nelson. Nice to meet you, too. Like, that was the problem. If you just would have walked away at that point, you'd be good to go. But then it was, that relationship came to a point where I said, all right, boys, like, you know, if you're serious about this, let's let's do this, and 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 that's the challenge because, I mean, you think about think about this, and just I mean, we'll just use the podcast because it's you know it's it's sitting right here in front of us, and you know we're doing it right now, so it's just easy to think about. But think about the sacrifices you guys have had to make to be a part of this. That's a I mean, it's been a big deal. We've traveled to Chillicothe, we've traveled to Butler Springs, you know, we've invested in finding the right you know, equipment to use for this, you know, we've sacrificed time away from our families. Nelson, you know, your wife is probably going to be pretty angry with you because <laughs> your power's out and you're here instead what? of home. Yeah. How long do you want to talk today? Yeah, <laughs> let's go. Well, I think we can go two hours. Two, yeah. Two we can go two hours today. And we'll, and we'll finish up with a, you know, lunch afterwards. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Guys, want to hit up the bowling alley? <laughs> so I think I, you know, there. I, I think it depends on the level, you know, that you're talking. You know, if you talk again, the big, the 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 broadest of those being just you know your Sunday morning influence that you have. You know, I I try to incorporate as much challenge as I feel like I can get away with. And sometimes that's more than other people would think maybe is comfortable for me to get away with. But I get, you don't underestimate how, how people feel about somebody that they listen to week in, week out. You know what I'm saying? I mean that it, there is a, Hey, listen, I know this guy, you know what I'm saying? Even though maybe we haven't like had a lot of conversations. There is this knowing that comes to that. And, and I think an ability to challenge. And, and again, I'm not challenged because, oh, it's Kevin and he's my friend. Challenged because, oh, this is God and this is what his word says, you know. And so, you know, that that there's an ability to do that more. So yeah. there's got to be some sort of level of trust before that challenge comes. Absolutely. It all begins with that, right? I think so. Yeah, I really do. I mean... I, in our culture, yes, uh, you know we can. But that statement, I don't think you can just broadcast. I don't think that's a statement that you can just say in every culture because I think there are cultures that that emphasize certain positions within that within that environment that automatically have this amount of authority that you can that you can have over my life. You know, instantly. I mean, you think about. Um, you know, cultures that emphasize, you know, the, the family more so than we do, or cultures that emphasize, you know, maybe political power more than we do, or, you know, religious power, you know, in that sense. I mean, think about, like, the Catholic Church and the power that they give a pope who they know nothing about, right? You know, essentially, like, they've read all this, you know, the information, but they don't know this guy, you know, mm-hmm. and if they saw him, they not even recognize him. You know, if he wasn't dressed up in his garb, you know, his pope garb. So, you know, there's certain there's certain places where that authority is just given. I mean, God is one of those, right? Like God is king, regardless if you recognize it or not. And so, like, he gets that authority. He has that. 
and he can he can demonstrate his authority and power in the weather. You know, not I'm not again I'm not associating that to what happened last night and that God did that. I'm just saying, like, he has that kind of authority, and so like you you can say, well, I don't give you that authority. Well, he has it already. It doesn't matter if you give it to him or not. You know, so Nelson, your your job, your basically like your your livelihood is a lot different from Kevin's in terms of I feel like how you deal with people, invite people, challenge people. How how do you go about on like a daily basis? Um it's yeah, I mean, yeah, it's it's definitely a, a big, you know, the same kind of concept but but different entirely um because it's more of a medical basis, but um it's more of like so like the challenge and the invite, yeah, like it, it's more of like a training opportunity. Does does that make any sense? I mean, like where it's like I've you know I have a certain skill set or an ability, and I feel like and I need to help share that as as other people do with me, um, you know. And so it's like help to help educate someone, and then to help um, instruct them and help guide them, and then eventually you basically put the responsibility on their shoulders and see how they do. And you're always there, you know, at the beginning of it, you're there in the background saying like, you know, like, Hey, you might want to check this out, you know? And then eventually they have the confidence and you have the confidence in what you've taught them that you don't have to, you don't have, you're there, but you might Mm -hmm. be across the department kind of idea in case there is an issue. But um, and I've, I've found that throughout my entire career, every career, I mean, I've had a lot of them. So, but like, even when I was in the air force, you start out, you know, I started out as an E one six leave and I didn't know, I went through a class that had to teach me how to use a screwdriver. That's a legitimate course that I had to take. And by the end of this, by the end of the six year term that I am, I have five or six individuals that are directly under my supervision and I'm completely responsible for getting them up to speed on an aircraft that's, you know, flying people all around the world. And so like, and that is just an entire nuanced system of learning how to deal with different attitudes and different personalities and different skill sets and abilities and how people respond to things. And I, you know, like I have friends that I know that I can be 100% upfront and in their face and that's going to get the response. And then, then I, I have other friends that I know is going to need just more of a nudge and a slight, you know, like I've been thinking about you today and that might spark the conversation instead of like getting really, you know, some people need to be abrasive, <laughs> you know, yeah. like I have friends that you have to be abrasive with to break down the barrier. So they'll listen. And that's just, and that's part of any relationship that you build. You like, you learn that over time, yeah. you know? So, but I mean, <clears throat> um, challenge and invite. That's, that's definitely like when I was, um, when I left Kentucky, that was the hardest part of leaving Kentucky. Uh, family was difficult, but family's always there. You know, and but it was the friendships that I had built since I was a kid that um, that I knew that those those men and women will be there if I if I talk to them. But those those friendships start to dwindle over time and distance. I mean, and I knew that that was a sacrifice that I made by coming here. Uh, and that was and that's and you can ask Taylor. That's one of the most difficult parts about being in Ohio. Um, those those men were 
with me the entire time I was in the military. No matter where I was at, it was they were always there. And um, and this is one of those moments. But uh, I love those guys and I didn't do anything for them. And but they've been rocks in my life where it's been that phone call. It's like, what are you doing? Mm-hmm. You know, and like like let's. You know, even as a group, it'd be like, let's start focusing on this instead of this. And like, let's, let's go down this direction. This is where God's leading me here. And like, what do you think about this? Or, you know, and, and they're just there for those important life moments, you know? So. Yeah. Well said, man. Um, I've been reading Keith Wasserman's book, Good Works. I know you have. Too, Great Kevin. book. Check it out. Go get it. Yeah. That's our shameless plug. Nelson, you better read it. I'll read it. That was my. That gift doesn't to you. sound very confident. Well, if you're abrasive and you want to challenge me, I will <laughs> <laughs> read it. Maybe we shouldn't have this had this uh, podcast because now you guys, every time that I say or do something, like, oh, I know what he's secret. Doing. The secrets <laughs> out. <laughs> no, I, I do. I, I do anticipate picking that up. I do have a copy. Yeah. Thanks to Nate, and uh, I will start checking that out. So in his book. Um, Keith goes over how he forms relationships, not only with um, people without homes that come into the Timothy house, which is the the shelter that he runs, one of them, um, but he also really emphasizes the invitation for staff members and volunteers to help strengthen their relationship, uh, not only with each other, but with Jesus. So... The invitation, I, I feel like that's kind of the archetype of how we should approach people, how we should approach uh, our daily lives is, you know, we're we're trying to help everyone. We're trying to propel everyone towards Jesus, um, not only the ones that we feel like need it the most. Um, so I, I think like if you read that book, he does a really good job of talking about invitation and, but he also talks about challenge a lot too. Um, there's a part, I think, I don't know, chapter two or something. He talks about how he started having staff meetings. I think it was every week or every other week. And it was just a time for staff members in good works to come together, sit in a circle and they have what's called clear time. So basically, uh, you go around and you say, I'm all clear. Or I'm not clear. Um, and most people say I'm clear. And if they say that they're clear, that means that they do not have a problem with anyone else in the group or there's no abrasiveness going on between them. Um, but if someone says I'm not clear, you're expected to, um, discuss it with that person. You can either do it privately or in the group setting to address those problems. Um, but I think that is where the challenge comes in. You know, we're not only inviting people in, but if there's a problem with those people that you have or something came up between you, there's the challenge for you to handle that in a healthy fashion, uh, so that you and that person and really everyone involved can grow together in Christ. So I think that's, you know, I read that actually that chapter a couple nights ago, and I just thought that was kind of a perfect, um, a perfect idea in, in this idea of invite um, and challenge here. I think, uh, yeah, just check the book out. Just read it for yourselves, man. Well, too, I think you said there are stories where you saw 
Keith in these extremes in a in a in a big way. I mean, anytime you're going out of your way to invite someone without a home or somebody that's had some of the background that some of these people have into an environment of safety into your own home, like mm-hmm. that's extreme invitation. But then yeah. you talked about like there were times like you just saw him just ripping into people where it was, hey, listen, figure it out or leave. Yeah. Yeah, and I I mean, I think that goes with every relationship that we have, right? Like as a teacher and, and as a coach, like I can tell you I've ripped into some kids hard, but you have to have that trust with them and you have to make sure that they understand that, hey, I'm, I'm here for you. I want the best from you. I want your best. Like it all begins with that trust. And, you know, I, I think Keith, he nails it. He nails it on the head in his book. That's what you know, the focal point is, is trust, build trust, then challenge. Um, so yeah, I, um, had the honor of teaching an eighth grade girls basketball team or coaching, I should say. And, um, we couldn't, I mean, we could, you're a brave soul. We couldn't get the ball down the floor. Like this team, I mean, when I when I took this team on, I I knew this was a team that struggled. They had some players and they had some ability, but by and large, like they had, I they had. I think we won one game our, that entire season. I mean, that's it was it was rough, but like I had girls come up to me at the end of the season and say, "Listen, I love basketball again." I mean, that's you know that's a big deal. But I I remember. We're sitting in practice, and I had this. I needed somebody to get the ball down the floor. You know, I just had to. And I, and so I took a few of our guards out, and I said to the defensive player, I said, do not let her get this far. And I said to the, to the girl driven the ball, I said, you you get there. And I, I made them run this drill, and they'd get the ball knocked away, and I'd say, go get it. And I, Until I had them in tears. And then as soon as that moment, as soon as that breaking point, I would take that individual, I'd turn it over to the assistant coach, and I'd take that individual over to the bench, I'd sit him down, and I'd say, do you know why I'm doing this? Because I believe in you. Because I know that you can do this. Because, you know, I know your ability, and and you've got to get out of your own head. And it really was, it really was just this lack of confidence in themselves. It wasn't that they couldn't do this, you know, and it was, but it, I mean, that's an extreme case, Yeah. but it's one that I always have remembered to this day. Like I remember just how I felt and just knowing I could see the breakthrough that was going to happen. Just, it was written all over the place. I knew where this was going to go and I knew as soon as it hit this point that I was going to take her off to the side. I was going to have this conversation, you know, and again, she's not, professional athlete she didn't go on to do any great things I don't even think she played you know she played maybe one more season or something like that but I just I know the life lesson there was one that will go on with her for a long long time because I mean that you know it's it's somebody having the confidence in you to believe in you to love you to care about you and that's the invitation but yet not settling for you just walking out there and doing your thing. I know there's more in you and you have to know it too. And you can, you can even see just you talking about how like <clears throat> how even beneficial that is just for you as the coach to oh, be absolutely. the challenger and like and to see like you know maybe two three games down the road then she you got the ball at the court and just 
because you can, I, can't, I, I can I can't say that that happened. Well, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it was more about her growing as an individual <laughs> than us actually doing better but basketball. You, you know? But you know what I'm saying? Yes, where it's I, like they, just, they have that look of like success, and then they 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 can look back at you and be like, understand that. This was all done out of love. I, I mean, hope. Yeah. I hope. You know what I'm saying? Again, you don't know how each individual is going to take. And I think that's why this is. Be, this is such a. I, from my standpoint, looking at this subject, the the Holy Spirit is a big part of navigating this. Mm-hmm. I think some of us naturally have an ability to see this in other people, like just naturally pick this person needs a little bit of this. This person needs a little bit of that. But I think for a lot of us. You know, it's all right, Lord. Like you, you got to help me. You got to direct me. I got to be open to what, how you're navigating these relationships. You know, I think some of us just, yeah, as a father. I mean, think about your kids. You know, when you need, you know, to to rear rear your hand back and give them a good swing, and you know when you need to give them a hug. Like, and those are really hard. So the other night, Paul's. Sitting on uh, a table, we got hot chocolate. Have you guys ever been to the Christmas cave in in Minford? No, guys, no. check it out. You're gonna, I mean, you're gonna be like when you're going when you're driving up, but when you get there, like it's like a hundred people. They're not they're not gonna do it very long. They do it from like Thanksgiving to, to like right before Christmas. So but it's this cave that you can walk through that kinda tells a Christmas story. It is really neat. Hmm. It's like a two hour drive, so like it's a long trip up and back, but it was pretty cool. Anyway, we're up there and uh I, that's my plug. Another shameless plug. Yeah, yeah, if you get say. a chance, go Down check it out. Check it's it worth out. it. It's worth it. The Christmas cave, Memford. Um I think it's a privately owned thing they get sponsors and stuff there's food trucks there if you want to wait and eat there some lights right outside the cave but then like the cave's pretty big like it's a it's a big cave like i don't know how far back in there it goes but i mean you're if you sit and read all the signs and like really take it in i bet we were there for an hour in the cave like just Mm. in the cave it's that big so are there bats well i told Nora there were i didn't see any (laughs) i just but i said oh you see the bats She's like, where, where, right there, right there. Can't you see them? Yeah, as, as These little beady eyes. And then you look up. There's a bat, right? <laughs> <laughs> Huge. So, whoa, 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 wait, Paul. Paul was sitting on the counter. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Let's go back to the story. Back to Sorry. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Cody, what are we talking about again? So, <laughs> so again, I'm saying like it's not always easy, and you guys know this, but I like so we're he's sitting there, he's being reckless with his hot chocolate. Like, and I say, Paul, be careful. If you spill that, you're not getting any more hot chocolate. And two seconds, he turns, bumps it, and he goes, oh. And, okay, so challenge is no more hot chocolate. I said no more hot chocolate. As your heart is wrenching in your chest, right, because this boy's life has been crushed for the next five minutes. You know, this is your son. And all you want to do is like provide and protect for him, protect him. But like you have a lesson to teach. Of course, my aunt's sitting there and she's like, <laughs> dumps all her hot chocolate in his cup, right? Poor Paul. Yeah, 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 yeah. So, but again, that feeling of, I just said it. 
and now I have to do it. Mm-hmm. You know, that's the challenge. And it's, hey, wake up to the reality of what's in front of you, son. Pay attention. If you don't pay attention, like right now it's a cup of co- of hot chocolate. Tomorrow it's a car, you know, that you're standing in the middle of the road. It's about to hit you. Like, you know, I mean, we like we understand these things and these tough lessons that we have to learn. If we learn, learn them with a hot chocolate instead of a Mack truck, like that's a that's a that's a win. But it doesn't make it any easier for a father. And I think, I think that's you know, again, you think about like what that relationship's like. You know, that's that's probably one of the the easiest for us to relate to thoughts i think i mean you you both are fathers you you know that you know how to calibrate that relationship and then you guys when we get to the next one which is spouse like you guys take that one and run with it oh yeah nelson yeah. that's your specialty oh, yeah. <laughs> there seems to be some technical issues going <laughs> can, on can i tell a funny can i tell a funny similar story not about Paul, but about your basketball player. Go for it. I had a basketball player my first year coaching seventh grade basketball, and he did something after he made a shot in a game, and he was being really cocky, so I made him run for like a half an hour practice the day after. Stairs. We get done. He's he's exhausted. Just Did you run sweat. with him? Heck no. <laughs> do as I say, not as I do. <laughs> Uh, so I, I sit him, sit him down to the side and I'm, I just kind of, I don't, I don't rip into him. I'm just like, I'm trying to, trying to have that invite, like, Hey, invite yourself to have a different reaction to how you do this. And I talked to him for probably 15 minutes there on the bench. And I'm like, I'm pulling out every stop in the book. Like I was actually really proud of myself. Like, I'm like, man, I know I'm going to reach this kid at the end. I said, any thoughts? You gonna make me run again, coach? <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Well, that attitude, yeah, go. <laughs> yeah, and that's the—that is the thing. Like, even if you do everything right, that doesn't mean that you're exactly that the outcome's yeah. gonna be what you want. Yeah, and which leads me to my next point with my son Bennett. Uh, that happens all the time too. You know, you you do and say what you think is the godly thing to do and godly thing to say, and sometimes it just takes a little bit more of those situations where your son or your daughter, they have to experience that heart wrenching feeling for them to, to truly understand, you know, the challenge that was set forth and how they failed in that challenge. Yeah. It's, it's hard to watch your children fail. And I mean, that's certainly been eye opening. I mean, um, because they're perfect, right? <laughs> but it, it, and it, and it's and it's difficult. And it's it's a bigger challenge than I expected uh, in parenting, where it's you feel like you know, I, I'm going to parent this way, and then you know your child responds entirely different than um, to you know like, and each kid's different. We've, we're learning. Yes. How we, we're learning that. Where it's you know you've talked about it, where you know Nora responds completely different than Paul. Oh my goodness. So. And you've got to learn how to balance that and, you know, after a full work day and to not cave and stick to your ground and it's like stick to your foundation to say, like, this is what it's about instead of, you know, because it's all real easy just to be like, yeah, you know forget it like let's just right, yeah do that anyway yeah like here's more hot chocolate you know like you know because like your heart's breaking right. like it were the smallest things and it's it's very easy to and i'm guilty as all of us here like we've all done it and then that guilt settles in where you're like man that was a missed opportunity like 
I mean, who hasn't been there where you, you know, like that, that was a fail on my part and that was a missed opportunity for subtle education that, you know, could profoundly change the outcome of something else. So it's, I mean, it's a balance and it's, and it's nuanced and just as, as, as God's relationship is with every one of us, it's balanced and nuanced and he has ways that the Holy spirit can affect you during the day that, that might affect you more than it'll affect me. And, and, and he knows how to do that and he knows how to set it on your heart and your mind and, and, um, and to help motivate you and challenge you and invite you to, you know, to, to grow and, and, and every, in every relationship and every person is going to be different in the way that they respond to it and what they respond to. Well, Romans two, four says God's kindness leads to repentance. You know, it's not, I mean, again, yes, there are so many sermons where I have the topic, he is God, he is creator. Like, if this is who he is, then let's give him the authority. But, I mean, the gospel is, yes, he is creator, yes, he is God, yes, he has all authority and power and might, but he came to the world as a little baby. Mm Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, with every knowledgeable part of him knowing the end result of that, exactly. Yeah, lowered himself. You know, you know, and I and I think that's that's the thing that you think about a love like that. You think about a, you know, a kindness like that. Well, what does it lead? Well, that absolutely leads to a turn for a 180, right? To to go from going walking in a in a direction that's destructive and bad to walking towards him, you know, in his face. How could we not, you know, when we truly understand that? And I think that's a perfect representation of, you know, of uh of challenge and invitation. You know what I'm saying? That is extreme invitation, you know. The other extreme of of God is just who he is. <laughs> you know, he is he is He's God. He is creator. He is all powerful. He is sovereign. He is omniscient. He's omnipotent. He's, you know, you go through all the omnis, whatever you want to say. Like, he's all those things. And and so he absolutely deserves for us to get on our knees immediately. And that's the response you see so many people take, you know, when even just seeing his messengers, the angels, you know, or, or you know, with, with Moses, you know, when, when God shows him his back, you know, like the 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 immediate reaction is boom to my knees because of who he is you know he is king he is father he comes to me with a hug or a scepter you know <laughs> i mean really um and i think that's you know extremely important i i think for us to consider as we navigate these relationships because it's not just hey i'm reacting this way in this relationship because this is what's right but i'm reacting in this relationship this way because i'm intentionally trying to maneuver this relationship in a way that's healthy that does what we should be doing in every part of our lives brings glory to the father period you know um all right, Nelson, spouse, go. Go. Whoa. Go. Go. Don't hold back. Go. What about spouse? Challenge invitation. You got a perfect example of a storm. <laughs> Brewing. <laughs> <laughs> a storm that has already occurred and one that is brewing. Yes, for my return home. <laughs> Thanks, fellas. <laughs> Bus. 
And you're under. Go. Yeah, appreciate it. Um, marriage is an interesting wonderful animal. yes it's a beautiful thing <laughs> what well, good good yes keep giving him yeah, words beautiful them. and magical and, <laughs> but it is it's truly like to to be that intimate with somebody and to have that time where you have no i mean that's i mean i think as a man i crave alone time and like and you kind of forget like how valuable that time is but and how before you're married, you think, oh, yeah, we'll get married, and then they'll be here. And then it's like you really realize how much they're there. And there's no privacy and nothing. Not, I'm not, And I'm not advocating that there should be. I'm just saying that, like, it's, it's, it's eye-opening, and it, and it can set you back a little bit and say, like, oh, like, you know, like, this is how I used to recharge and regroup. And, um, but So can I translate that? So you can't play video games without hearing the vacuum cleaner in the I, background. What? <laughs> or, or, you, or you can't decide on Friday afternoon at 6.15 that I'm going to go camping this weekend. Right, right. You know, yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, like, I have socks and shoes and I'm good. Sorry, I, I, I just had to translate that for everybody. Sorry, go ahead. No. Uh, but you know, like, but it's, it's like any other relationship. Like, There's a balance between you and Emma and you and Brandy where it's like you know – how to approach her, you know how not to do it for sure. That's probably happened more often than not, but you know, like you don't want to upset them, but you have to be able to challenge them. And there's, and there's time. What does challenge look like in your relationship? And oh man, this got real (laughs) deep in the podcast. Say it Nelson. Uh, (laughs) I, you know, I I think there's things that that Taylor expects of me. Um, and I fail her more often than not. Um, and I think she can challenge me in ways where it's like, she wants to see an outcome of this and then she's going to subtly try to direct me that way. Um, and I do, it's hard to even imagine like, like, how do I challenge my wife? You know, it's just besides conversation and discussion about where the outcome is and where like we do a very good job of talking about where we want to be as a family and where we want to see ourselves. Now, hmm. the process of getting there is the difficult part. Like what kinds of things? Like in like in re- in regard to children and education, where we want to see them, where 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 we want to push them, like what what do we want to be involved with? How how busy do we want our lives? Like hmm. this is like I mean this is a conversation on the nights that we're home together that it's often that we're talking and it might be as subtle as a trip that we're planning. Like what, what are we expecting to get out of this? And, and it's not, and that's not the, the topic of like, it's not like, Oh, what do we expect to get out of this trip? But that's where it leads to. <laughs> and, um, you know, um, so like the challenge for us is just to be able to be on the same page for our children and for the other people that are involved with, our family as a, as a, as a friendship and as a group is we want to be on the same page to be solid in the foundation for all the other relationships that come in for that, you know, that come into being, you know, a couple. So, but man, spot put on Nelly. <laughs> How do you challenge your wife? I think we should uh, ask Nate. Conversation <laughs> done. Conversation. Yeah. Uh, we're, hey, we're good podcast, time, guys. guys. Hey, guys. <laughs> so uh, we're wrapping this yeah. up. Yeah, see the challenge and invitation that happened here today? <laughs> yeah. 
Go ahead, Nate. Oh, wait, really, me? Yeah, yeah. Man. Um, I mean, it's a lot what Nelson said. It's it's kind of finding that balance between where where my selfish ambitions are, where I see our family going, and where Brandy's ambitions are, seeing our family where we're going. Um, notice how I said my selfish ambitions. <laughs> and that, that leads me to my next point is that Brandy, you know, and I'm not just... I'm not just sucking up when I say it's this. It's going to get mushy. Oh, not just sucking up when I say this, but Listen, she is... She's, I'm proud of you, Nelson. I don't know that I'm going to be so proud of Nate after this I appreciate that, man. Just, but let's not talk about this in the service. Okay. Look, All guys, right. I, I've learned... <laughs> Good call. <laughs> Never mind. So I was just going to say, like, you know, she's, she's the least selfish person I know. Everything she does, it's for our family, and it's for the health of our family. Whereas I may say, oh, hey, let's go do this today. We're going to have so much fun. And it, it, it may be the worst experience of our lives. Um, so, she, yeah, she's usually thinking 100 steps ahead of me, typically. Um, but I, I think I'm more of like the spontaneous um, person and, you know, leader in our family where she's more of the organized, hey, like this is our path. It's. It's kind of, we've, we've planned this. Let's try our best to stick close to the path. Um, so it's, it's challenging navigating our two personalities and where we see our families going, kind of like what you mentioned, Nelson. Um, <clears throat> but, uh, but yeah, that, that's where I would say probably the biggest challenge is. And, you know, we, we grew up in two different styles of families. Like my family was always on the go. We were always going here, going there. Brandy's family, you know, they had a farm to manage, so they typically had to stay in one place and uh, and do their thing there. And Kevin, I'm sure you can attest to that mm-hmm. to an extent. <clears throat> um, so you know, it's it's just finding, like you said, that right balance. There are times where I will challenge Brandy, and then there there are times where I'll invite Brandy to um, just maybe take a little bit more of a look into my perspective, and she'll do the same thing to me. Um, and that's sometimes it, that's a, it's a, we do that in a healthy way. Sometimes we don't do it in a healthy way. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, that's, I mean, that really is the, it's okay. How, how did you catch me today? You know, yeah. type of, yeah. I mean, because I don't think you're never going to get this perfect. You're never going to get it right all the time. You know, it's, but it's about it again. It goes back to, you know, I can't remember what sermon I was preaching, but I was just saying, oh, it was parenting. And I was talking about just try. God will cover a lot of mistakes. Just try, you know? And I think it's the same in a, you know, in a marriage. Okay, you know the marriages that fail? People that have given up. That, those are the ones that fail. People that, that stop trying. And it's easy to stop trying when you're focused on the kids. It's easy to stop trying when you're running around from place to place. Mm-hmm. It's easy to stop trying when your job becomes the most important thing to you. But just try, <laughs> Just try when you're raising kids, just try, you know, in, in your relationship with your spouse. You know, there's been so many times where it's like, okay, there is this choice to make, you know, where, you know, she's mad, she's upset, I don't know why. I'm sitting back in my bedroom, I'm about to go to sleep, and I think to myself, I have this choice. I can go out there, take the beating, you know, that I know is coming and probably deserved, <sighs> I shouldn't like. It's deserved. It's, yeah, I mean, <laughs> hey, that, that feeling sucks, man. Or I can sit back here and be prideful and feel like justified in my actions, and then going out there and 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 then having that conversation. That's again, what is that? Well, that's the invitation side. Okay, I know 
I know that I'm not completely wrong, but I've got to be completely wrong at least for the next half hour, right? Because that's that's the perspective, that's the feeling. But the other side of that is like, and the challenge part I think is hard for me. Like I don't know how you guys <clears throat> react. You're probably, I mean, I grew up in a in a, an environment that was we teased a lot, like we picked a lot, and we were hard on each other. And so, like when my challenge to somebody that close to me, and you guys have experienced this, like, is, like, I pick, you know, and I, like, can say some pretty harsh things at times, right? Like, just, you know, again, it's silly, but, like, there's a, that's a, we're thinking the same thing. That's a, that's a love language thing. You know what I'm saying? That's a love language in, in, if you're a Stookie, then you're, then one of your love languages is, you know, destroying somebody. Harassment. <laughs> Harass- <laughs> I mean, the world has other names for it, Nelson. I realize that, but like, so I, that's that's hard for me. Is like I find, like when I'm really trying. Well, it, it's crazy. So like, if I do that, you know, it's like we can kind of laugh. But like when I when I'm really trying to do challenge in a more subdued manner, it almost doesn't get taken seriously. Mm. Like. It's almost kind of like brushed off, like whatever, you know. Yeah. And so, marriage is a tough place to challenge and invite. It really is. And I think I, we've created these environments for ourselves. So if it's a if it's a tough place for it, it's probably because you created it for yourself. It, but I think again, don't stop trying. Yeah. Don't stop working towards it. Don't stop, you know, moving in a direction that can, you know, uh, you know, bring health because that relationship's forever. Like the kids. You know, when they're in high school, they're going to hate you. And then when they graduate, they're going to respect you, but they're going to leave. You know, she's going to always be there, you know. Um, and, and so I think it's important that that relationship stay in, in a, you know, in, in the highest position in the family environment. And, and, and I think it is tough to navigate that well. Awkward silence. Nelson, any more... Uh any more thoughts? Any more wisdom? Any more wisdom? Wisdom. If you From come to me for wisdom. Specifically this for is... the spouse? Ooh. Yeah, spousal wisdom? No. No, I thought we were kidding when we said spouses. Wake up! It's 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 um, it's fun, man. It's good. All right, the ultimate challenge and invitation, we've been alluding to it all along, is, you know, God the creator, God all-powerful, sovereign. Um, I mean, you give him all the names, you know, was also a father, was also a savior, was also a baby, was also a criminal who died, you know, a criminal's death. You know, and, and again, it's the challenge is who he is and what that means. What does it mean? that you're a sinner, that you're a loser, that you deserve hell. <laughs> the invitation is, I died on a cross for you because I love you so much. What is it? The invitation is grace, mercy, forgiveness. <sighs> I mean, there is no greater challenge or invitation, and it's the most motivating and moving form that the world has ever seen, and it still is that way to today. Um, it's the gospel. The gospel is the greatest challenge and invitation. Amen, man. Amen. Well, Nelson, we won't put you on the spot anymore. Yes, we will. No. Today, at least. <clears throat> yes, there you go. Today. 
There's always next time. There's always next time. Uh, we got one more episode we're going to do before the end of the year. Yeah. So Christmas is two Saturdays from now. Isn't that yeah. wild? Christmas morning podcast. Just kidding. <laughs> hey, 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 hey. You all are welcome to go on the road with me. Bring it up to the VA. And we'll do oh, it. Oh, that's we'll right. You're work. working. Yeah, I'm happy yeah. to do it. I'm sure I'll be able to facilitate the time. We'll do it. Let's do it. All right, Kevin. <laughs> uh, pass. Hard pass. Hard pass. Fair enough. Challenge yeah, invitation. Own, yep. yep. Yeah. Challenge. That's fine. Uh, podcast Christmas down. morning with Nelson. I'd say that would be a poor choice for the direction of this podcast. <laughs> I'm like imagining that in my head and kind yeah. of laughing, but also kind of crying for Nelson. Man. <laughs> yes. It's all good, man. It's... Well, guys, uh, thanks for listening once again. Um, Nelson, actually, I am going to put you on the spot one more time today. Would you like to pray for us? Dude, You're awesome, every dude. week. We love Boom. you. We love, love you. you. Right. Dear Heavenly Father, we just thank you for this opportunity. We just... Uh, Thank you for this opportunity that we can get together and speak and talk and build friendships and relationships. Lord, we uh, lift up the people of Kentucky and the others that have been affected by the storms last night and this time, and we just uh, pray that your hand is uh, upon them and to help to give them peace and to help people to recover and uh, rebuild. And we just, um, in this time of, of, of Christmas, we just thank you for um, your son to be born here, and uh, we just just help to lay it on our hearts and that we can learn the true story and the true meaning of this, uh, this season. It's in the name of pray. Amen. 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 All right, guys. Uh, we'll be back at some point. We'll before talk the about end of the it year. before the end of the year. Yeah. Yep. We'll get at it. So we'll, uh, we'll let you know when that is. Hopefully guys, it's been good. Once again, Kevin, any parting words? Merry Christmas and a happy new year. Nelson, see ya. Merry Christmas, you filthy animals. <laughs> oh, I was trying to think of a solid one. Yeah, <laughs> always go to home. Cousin alone. Eddie by the camper is all I can think of. <laughs> see you guys.